Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Maligned group heading into this 2023 football season and a group that 
will undoubtedly shape and determine the success that South Carolina football will have this season. We're talking top storylines for the Gamecocks offensive line heading into this fall. And we start, guys, does new blood equate new results for a porous offensive front? And I'm going to read off the list of offensive linemen that will take the field this year for South Carolina. Jalen Nichols, Vershawn Lee, Ja'Kai Moore, Grayson Maines, Nick Gargiulo, Jackson Hughes, Tyshawn Wanamaker, Trey Jones, Nee Manziel, Sidney Fugar, John Debrius Morgan, Ryan Brubaker, Kaysen Henry, Marquis Anderson, Mac Walters, Chase Swigert, Trovon Bow, Tree Babalade, Jatavia Shivers, and Campbell Vandeveer. There are 20 total offensive linemen on this roster. And you look at what South Carolina loses from a season ago, losing second team all SEC right guard Jovan Gwynn. Center Eric Douglas, right tackle Dylan Wanham. Also, of course, the injury of Jalen Nichols, which we'll get into more in just a second. But this is a group last year. Even with all that experience, 130 or so starts they had returning in 2022. It did not equate to better results. Ironically enough, I saw a clip a couple of days ago that I posted from around this time last year, talking about the offensive line. And I said, there's no way the offensive line can be worse than they were a season ago, referring to 2021. Were they worse? That's up for you to decide, but if they were better, it wasn't by much at all. In 2022, South Carolina's offensive front allowed 31 sacks and mustered up just 118.8 yards per game rushing, which ranked 105th nationally. You look at this group. We talked about this, guys, and we talked the full offensive preview, right? And you look at the offensive line. You've had multiple transfer portal additions, true freshmen, and we're going to break them down and get them more so here in just a second. But... Maybe it's a situation because I've referenced the number of starts returning a lot. South Carolina is returning 86 career starts on the offensive line. And unfortunately, you got to take a large chunk of that away because Jalen Nichols will most likely not see the field at all for South Carolina this season. But is it a situation where you brought in a bunch of new guys and you know what? Maybe the guys you were playing all due respect to them, we're not all that good. I mean, the numbers would tell you that. Maybe it's an addition by subtraction situation to where some of these transfer portal guys having a new offensive line coach, just new blood within that room leads to new results. And certainly the Gamecocks need it because you think about this, South Carolina, an eight-win team last year, finishing outside of the top 100 running the football, and we've seen South Carolina offensively, even under Marcus Satterfield, but it doesn't matter who the OC has been. I mean, the offensive line, guys, I remember being in high school. I mean, I remember when I first, you know, when I was 12 or 13 or 11 or 12 years old and I became a diehard fan and, you know, remember Steve Spurrier coming to South Carolina and I remember back then 
the offensive line being a question mark. Like, it's it's a tale as old as time. Death taxes and South kept on his offensive line being suspect. And Shane Beamer's working to fix that. What do you get out of this group? Out of a new-look group to a degree. I mentioned a new offensive line coach, guys. Lonnie Teasley will take over full-time as the Gamecocks offensive line coach after last year. You know, serving in that role for the majority of the season. Of course, he was an analyst previously. Greg Atkins, who was the offensive line coach, dealt with those health issues early on. Thank goodness he's okay. And still on staff, by the way, because he's done an incredible job recruiting. But Lonnie Teasley takes over, and I'll say this. I thought you saw great improvement in the offensive line as the season progressed and once Teasley took over the reins of the offensive front. Was it great? No, it was not. But it wasn't the deficiency that we thought it was going to be through the first couple of games or so. Because I I remember, guys, I remember vividly leaving Williams-Brice Stadium after that Georgia State game. And South Carolina, yes, they won that game by 21 points. But I don't think I've ever felt so dejected leaving a stadium after a three-touchdown win because of the poorest performance of the offensive line, because of the way that specifically stalled the offense. And I thought to myself, guys, there's no hope for this group. I mean, a veteran group that you got a bunch of guys on this roster, that it's their time to shine, their time to do it, they're veteran older guys. And the fact of the matter was they just were not very good. Just call it for what it is. If you haven't played good football in four or five years, odds are it's just not in there. Give credit to Lonnie Teasley. The offensive line wasn't elite. They didn't take some major step and pave the way, but they were just good enough down the stretch. You know, I look at that Clemson game last year. That's a great example. South Carolina could not run the ball all that well, but when you factor in who they were going up against, one of the best defensive lines in all of college football, you were able to give Spencer Rattler enough time. Again, I'm not saying you were elite by any stretch. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But you were able to do enough, and I thought that was a step in a positive direction. So I'm excited to see now, with a full offseason, Lonnie Teasley taking over the reins, working with this group, do we see this group hit the ground running and be much better from the start than they were to start last year and maybe even were expecting them to start this 2023 season? Guys, we got to talk about the injury to Jalen Nichols, man. It was gut-wrenching to see Nichols go down in that spring game. Obviously, I mean, it's a spring game, man. It's a spring game. A game that he probably should not have even really been taking reps in. But Jalen Nichols, the reality is this, most likely is out for the season. And it's just, you know, it's a scenario, excuse me, that adds even more questions to a group that was already a questionable unit. Regarded as your best offensive lineman, Jalen Nichols was going to be the cornerstone of the offensive line, and most importantly, protecting Spencer Rattler's blindside. To call it anything other than a massive blow to this group, again, a group that even if Jalen Nichols is back, we'd still be looking at with, you know, an eyebrow raised, question marks abound. Now with his injury, you just wonder. You know what I mean? It just protecting Rattler's blind side, right? You just wonder what South Carolina is going to do. Having to move pieces around. We've talked to J.C. Sherbert and others about this. You're asking now guys to play different positions, to play guard, to play tackle, to play center, that they're not used to. You're asking guys to play tackle. They haven't played tackle. You're asking guys to slide to guard. They haven't played guard. And so it's not as simple as just, okay, slide here, slide there, do this. And you're having to do a lot of cross-training. You're having to rush development and building depth. How will South Carolina overcome that? As you look at this year's roster, who you have available, South Carolina was active in the transfer portal. What can South Carolina expect from its portal pickups? Those players being specifically Nick Gargiulo from Yale, Nee Manziel from Mercer, Jackson Hughes from Charlotte, and Sidney Fugar from Western Illinois. We'll start with Fugar. I mean, this is a huge season for him. Most likely the guy who's going to start for you at left tackle. That's a lot of pressure on a guy. Again, you're protecting QB1's blind side. And this isn't Western Illinois. The big question I have with this entire group, guys, is this. You already know where I'm going to go. None of these guys have taken a snap at SEC football. And you all know as well as I do, it's a different beast. It's a different animal, man. Going up against defensive linemen in the SEC, going up against these edge rushers you're going to face, it's a different beast, man. It's a different beast. So Fugar protecting Spencer Rattler's blindside. Jackson Hughes, a guy that's going to factor in. He's at worst going to be in the rotation, potentially going to be a starter at one of the guard spots. 
Nee Manziel from Mercer. Can he add quality depth? And then Nick Gargiulo over at Yale, a guy who has been raved about since he stepped foot on campus. Nasty, tough, leader. Those are some of the ways he's been described at this point. And, you know, you look at his resume and it's solid, man. I mean, at Yale, he helped lead Yale to leading the Ivy League in rushing yards, total offense. He was an all-Ivy League player. He was a captain on Yale's football team, which they have won. And it's apparently, it's a prestigious tradition. Who gets the captain C on the uniform? So this is a dude that, you know, obviously really, really smart, bright kid. But coming from a lower level to the SEC, you know, doing it as a skill position player, there's a transition. But I don't think it's anything like what you experience on the offensive or defensive line. Because that's what this league is built on. The SEC, the Southeastern Conference, is built on the trenches and trench warfare and big, physical, athletic offensive linemen and big, physical, athletic, terrorizing defensive linemen. And so all of these guys I mentioned, Gargiulo, Manziel, Hughes, Fugar, they're going to experience something they've never experienced before. And I got to be honest with you, and this is no knock, I don't even know if there's guys on South Carolina's roster. There's a couple, but it's going to be different when you play Georgia, man. It's going to be different when you get an SEC play. The level of competition, how these guys adjust, I think there's potential in the room. But there's questions, because let's call it for what it is. South Carolina didn't do what Kentucky did and got a transfer from Southern Cal, a transfer from Alabama. They didn't do that. These are lower-level guys. And we've seen it, South Carolina. Shane Beamer has knocked it out of the park when it comes to these lower-level guys stepping up and when they get here, stepping up their game. But a lot of questions in regards to transitioning to the SEC level. But from what we've heard, you think South Carolina likes their portal pickups. How much can they get out of them this season? The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Speaking of newcomers, we go to the freshmen. Does a freshman emerge and provide help up front for South Carolina? We all heard right about the Great Wall of Carolina. Well, it started to arrive on Carolina's campus. Dro- Trovon Bow, Tree Babalade, and Marquis Anderson are your top three freshmen on this year's team. Of course, Marquis Anderson, a guy who participated 
in spring ball. Now, I'll say this. Playing freshman on the offensive line in the SEC is not a recipe for winning. It's it's just simply not. Playing true freshman, it's not a recipe for great success because, as I mentioned, it's a whole different ball game going from high school football to the SEC. And normally, these guys, the position you want to be in is on a yearly basis, you got juniors and seniors on your offensive line. Now, to make that happen, you might have to thrust a guy like a Marquis Anderson in there. You might have to thrust a guy like a Trovon Bow or a Babalata, excuse me, or get these guys experience. And what South Carolina is going to experience over the next couple of years, next year or two or three, with all these O-linemen, the Cam Pringles, the Josiah Thompsons they're bringing in, they're probably going to have to go through some growing pains. They're just going to have to. It's going to pay off major dividends in three to four years. South Carolina, the way they're recruiting, they should have one of the best offensive line units in the SEC. The problem is these guys probably are not ready to play at a high level right now. But with that being said, doesn't matter. You need them to. Marquis Anderson was a guy who was raved about in spring ball. Can he fill in and emerge and maybe be a freshman all-SEC guy? We've seen it before. We've seen it at other schools. We know it's possible it can happen. Does Trovon Bow fill in and step up? I mean, these guys are all, they fit the bill. You look at the size alone, they fit the bill. But that physical development, are these guys ready to be thrust into that action? Are they ready to contribute and, and, and be key contributors on that offensive front? Trovon Bow, Shree Babalade, Marquis Anderson, three names you're going to get very familiar with over the next couple of years, but what type of impact can they make this year? as true freshmen. Guys, we've talked a lot about Dowell Loggins, the Gamecocks offensive coordinator. And I mentioned this, <clears throat> excuse me, I mentioned this last year when talking about Marcus Satterfield and, and, and the questions, the storylines going into the 2023 football season about how you knew at this time last year more than likely the offensive line was going to be a deficiency. And guess what? It was. It was. It was a deficiency. However, that wasn't an excuse. You've known all offseason. Find a way to scheme around it. I know that's much easier said than done. I totally get that. But it felt at times that South Carolina was still very, very stingy in the run game. They wanted to force the issue, even when we all knew that that was the weak link of the offense. Well, now it's Dabble Loggins' turn. Is he able, what is he able to do? What does he do to scheme around a potential deficiency? Guys, I think it's fair to label this a question mark going into the season. Bottom line, point blank, end of story. It is. It's regarded by most as one of the worst offensive lines in the SEC. That's just the facts. Doesn't mean this offense can't be successful. Doesn't mean this offense can't score a lot of points. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We talk a lot about, you know, how is Dowell Loggins going to put Spencer Rattler in a position to be comfortable and maximize his skill set? How is Dowell Loggins going to put Juice Wells and the carry-on joiner and Trey Knox in the best possible position to be comfortable and maximize their skill set? Well, what about the offensive line? Is Dowell Loggins able to scheme up something where he's able to make the offensive line comfortable? And maybe it's not the best group. Maybe you're relying on some guys they've never played at the SEC level. Maybe you're relying on some guys who are true freshmen. Maybe you're relying on some guys who are seniors who have not been very good. However, you'd like to believe that if you're on this roster, you got talent. So will you have to squeeze blood out of a rock? Maybe. But is Dowell Loggins able to do that? And what do they try to do in order to take some of the pressure off of the offensive line? And finally, guys, my final top storyline when I look at this group, we saw the Jalen Nichols injury in the spring game. And I know it's forbidden to talk about that dreaded I word, but I think we have to bring it up because the question I have is this, with the physicality, we know the physicality that it takes to play offensive line in the SEC. Guys get nicked up, they get banged up, it happens. That's why depth is so important, and that's one of the reasons why there's so many question marks with this group because depth is a concern. But my question is simply this, can this group avoid the dreaded injury bug? And it's not something where, I mean, all you can do is, you know, Luke Day's done a fantastic job getting this team in tip-top shape, having them ready to play, but you've really just got to cross your fingers and hope. It's kind of a luck thing. You can't predict somebody falling on a guy's ankle. You can't predict somebody rolling into a guy's leg. You, you just can't predict it. There are certain spots on this roster that South Carolina cannot afford injuries. This is one of them. They, they do not have the depth to withstand two or three injuries on the offensive line. Not many teams do, by the way. But, I mean, South Carolina, their offensive line's already going to be held together by duct tape. And, I mean, it's fragile to begin with. You lose a guy or two, it's going to be really, really tough for the Gamecocks to hold this thing together and be halfway decent up front. It's somewhat of a luck thing, but you have to stay healthy. If you can do that, Lonnie Teasley, a group of newcomers, while there are question marks, I think there's reason to believe this group could surprise throughout the 2023 football season.
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.